This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. Hey Spooky. Hey Daddy. How are you going? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good? Yeah, I suppose we should welcome everyone to the pod, right? Oh. The um, Spooky Speaks... Uh, I never remember the introduction. With me, um, I'm a chihuahua, uh, 14 years young. You're a young girl, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I'm here with uh, with uh, my daddy, Jack, uh, who I believe is 47. I'm a little bit younger than that. You're not 47? No, I'm 29. Oh. I thought I read that on your driver's license. Am I looking, am I looking that bad? Well, I don't know. I mean, you only got me when you were what? Well, how old were you when you got me? Oh, Must have been 36. Yeah. I'm 29. You're 29? Oh, well, all right. Jesus well, I had that Christ. all wrong, didn't I? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. God. Well, why was I buying you um, such old man gifts all these years, like space pens and uh, bottle openers and well, I keep ancient you, whiskies? I keep telling you that I don't like those things. I should have been buying you board shorts and boogie boards. That's a bit too young, Spooky. Oh, right. There's something in between boogie boards and space pens. Well, what is... And that's a nice, sensible book. Well, what's a nice... not a large print edition. What is a nice, sensible book if not the Guinness Book of World Records? (laughs) If you don't want to put it on your coffee table, you can use it as a coffee table because it's so big. It is big, I'll give you that. It's incredible. It's quite shiny. I can see why it would appeal to you. Well, that would be a sensible book for me. It would. Because, you know, I'm not going to read it, but I can use it as a lovely table. Oh, I thought you would want to read it. I know, you like to break records. Oh, well, I've, you know, I've tried them all, and I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm too small for them. And I'm also I'm too big to um, qualify for some of the small events. What are some of the small events you don't qualify for? Uh, wiggling through the smallest hole. Mm. I mean, weevils have got that. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is there that's, uh, that's for the small... Uh, uh, d- digging the narrowest tunnel. Yeah, I tried that in the sand, and uh, you know, it really it collapsed on me. It's a cruel world, isn't yeah. it, Spooky? It's just yeah, the Guinness Book of World Records. It's not it's not made for chihuahuas. It really isn't, and there's nothing really chihuahua specific about it. So it's like much in this world, isn't it? Mm. We discovered that grapes weren't for you. We certainly did. Yes, I I ate a grape. I'm not proud of it. Why did you eat the grape? I was very stressed. Uh, Centrelink sent me a, an email. I got one of those, MyGov, you've got, you've got a new email. And it was, uh, my mutual obligations had not been fulfilled. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is stressful. Yeah. Why so, did you go for a grape, though? Well, grapes are kind of like... Um, Kind of like heroin for dogs. Oh, so I was, right. was back on the source. Back on the source. Yeah. Oh. A bit of an adverse reaction, wasn't it? Well, yes, I'm not as young as I used to be. I, I can't just uh, pop half a grape and, you know, come home in a taxi mm. like I used to do in my youth. No, you cannot. Now, um, I guess I'm at a stage in my life where a grape can send me to hospital, which it did. Yes, for a week. Mm. You're very unwell. Yeah, so I would say to all the dogs out there who were reaching for the grape, um, it you know you can you can try and 
quash the feeling and run from the shame, but it'll always come back. Mm. You know, you can't you can't hide forever. You cannot hide forever. Yeah, you can't mask your pain with grapes. So what are you going to do about this mutual obligations not being met thing? Uh, well, I've They're got going to s- cut your payments off? No, I've, I've, I think I've lined up a job. I went to Serena Russo. Oh, yeah. You know my old mate, Serena Russo. I do know your old yeah. mate, Serena Russo. And she said, oh, you know, I can probably get you a gig that's pretty like, uh, you know, you're a dog. Maybe you're like this company. I have to start at a pretty entry-level position, so I'm just uh, stapling. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, what are you, who are you stapling for? Um, Greyhound Racing, Victoria. Gray- Sorry, What? Greyhound Racing Victoria Grey- Greyhound Racing Yeah Greyhound Racing Victoria It's just around the corner actually H- how do you It's in f- North Melbourne H- How do you feel about working for Greyhound Racing? Oh it's absolutely fantastic but isn't it? It's great It's not really dog friendly people Oh but there's dogs everywhere yeah. All the artwork in there It's all dogs It's incredible I've never been in such a dog friendly environment to be honest Dogs everywhere People bringing their dogs in I mean they're all long dogs Yeah you don't like long dogs. Well, actually, long dogs are one of the dogs that I don't mind. But for chihuahuas, see long dogs, such as your greyhounds, your wolfhounds, uh, possibly your sausages. Mm. Uh, these are kind of the horses of, of the chihuahua world. Right. Mm. Often, if you need to get from one town to the other, little hobo style, you can hitch a ride on a greyhound. If there's no train. And ride it into the sunset if there's no train. Right, yeah. Or you can drive it to the nearest train. Ah, right, yeah. of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just hitch it to a post and say goodbye. Right. How do you feel about the uh, whole ethics question when it comes to groundhound racing? Wait a sec, I'll just Google that. Uh, ethics. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Um, no one talked about it in Parliament, so... Talk about what? Eth- ethics? What are you talking about? Well, ethics? E- ethics, you know, system that governs... Moral principles that govern a person's behaviour or the conducting of an activity, a.k.a. medical ethics. Uh, well, you know, I've had some some run-ins with some medics that haven't been uh, essentially... Uh, conducting moral principles in their actions towards chihuahuas. Um, a branch of knowledge that deals with moral principles. Well, what's a moral principle? Well, I, th- I think it, w- the question I'm trying to ask you is how do you feel about all those dogs that are getting euthanized? Excuse me? That's, what do you think happens to the dogs when they stop racing? Well, they get their portrait painted and they probably get sent off to uh, uh, maybe Dalesford? No. No, they kill them, Spooky. What do you mean? But they euthanise them. But... But dogs... But dogs are man's best friend. Yeah, only when they're racing. Only when they're racing? Apparently. Would you kill me if I was unable to race? Because I'm not a great runner. <laughs> spooky, I love you for other reasons. <laughs> but what? what? <laughs> this is all coming as quite a shock. I can't believe you know about this. Well, like I said, they've got dogs everywhere. Pictures of dogs. They're all saying how much they love dogs. What are you going to do? Oh, well, I don't know. What? You're saying this is some sort of, like, evil corporation? Yes, that's the industry. Famously evil. Oh, my God. 
Well, I guess I just have to bring them down from the inside. Yeah, I guess you will. Because I can't go back to these mutual obligations. I tell you that much for free. Right. So, it's be, it's... so what if I'm stapling for them a little bit? Everyone needs a couple of pieces of paper held together. Look, I'm sure even Amy Klobuchar needed things stapled together, you know? And did she not deserve to have her papers together? I don't think she did. She was sure. always throwing those staplers at staff. Sure, she was throwing the staplers after she stapled her things together. But that doesn't mean that the documents uh, needed to be lost because they weren't in, a, in the correct order, uh, s- stapled. You know, she had... Her minutes were on the... The the word would be a mess so without gonna, staples. You're just gonna you're gonna pretend this isn't happening. I'm just going in there every day and stapling papers together. I'm not killing any dogs. But you know what? It certainly hasn't given me pause. Um, so I will I will reflect on it in my morning Pilates right. tomorrow. Okay, we'll talk about it after that. Mm. Well, anyway, do you want to answer some listener questions? I got quite a few this week. Oh, did we? All right. It's question time. It's question time. It's question time. I love that jingle, Spooky. It's so much fun. Thanks for doing that, by the way. Well, you know, I'm good for something. You're good with uh, with the jingles. I see you've got the Tinkerbox out again. Well, you know. Got your Roland going. I'm not a... I'm not working, you know, so I've got to fill the time somehow. Oh, that's good. Well, do you have any mutual obligations that you need to, um, you know, ascribe to? No, I put in for the doll, but uh, I haven't heard back. Serena Russo's not banging on your door just yet? Not just yet. Hmm. Oh, well, she might be soon. I'm of the lucky few. Hmm. Let's just say you're lucky that you have that window um, blind rolled down, because she's probably out there right now looking in. Does she do that? Oh, she looked, yeah. She was looking in the other day. God. That's how I knew how to, like, when to go to work. She taps on the window. Oh, right. Mm. That's what that sound is. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know to go otherwise, or I would forget intentionally. Mm. All right. Rather um, rather not work, you know. Oh, it anyway, sucks. Anyway, what have we got? To, what, are, what are the questions? All right. Oh, I've got this first one here. Oh. Um, who's it by? Who's, it, who's, who's our lovely listener? Well, this is uh, from Ranger Kelly. Oh, hello, Ranger Kelly. Ranger Kelly writes, Dear Spooky, I work as an avian-based zookeeper at Werribee Open Range Zoo. Oh. Uh, She says, I was a little concerned by the recent advice on your podcast concerning the decapitation of one of our most prized native birds, the cassowary. Oh, okay. Many people labour under the false assumption that cassowaries are aggressive Hence the common phrase, be cass-o-wary, around a cassowary. Although we would suggest a degree of caution around our flightless friends, there is certainly no need to decapitate them. Anyway, love the podcast, Ranger Kelly. You know what, Ranger Kelly? I'm just going to straight up uh, hard agree with you there. Um, And I would never suggest the decapitation of any of our native flightless birds. That's not what you said last week. I take it all back. At my heart, I'm a pacifist. It's one of my ethos. Your what? My ethics? My ethos? Your ethos. 
Is that the similar... Is that the, the, okay, your ethos. All right, sure. Well, isn't that the plural of ethics? I thought... But oh, you... no, ethics has got an S. <laughs> Can you have more than one? I'm looking at this graph here. So it's, a, it's kind of a... Uh, it says ethics and it's got all these... Um, what uh, Arrow is pointing out from it. It's got, it means lots of things. Integrity, value, honour... Choice. So, Spooky. Fairness. You're okay stapling papers for a company that's killing dogs. I don't know why you keep bringing this up. You know what? I'm going to ask them tomorrow if they kill dogs. I bet, I bet they'll say that they don't. Because they love, they love them to race. What, what, how will they have dogs to race if they're killing them all the time? Use your, use your brains. Would you... Did you say that you don't think any living animal should be killed? I mean, maybe if they're particularly juicy or can be made into kibble. So, in greyhound racing, what do you think makes the dogs run? Um, love of the game? No, it's a rabbit. The little rabbit goes off and they chase the rabbit. Ah, well, you know, the rabbit's probably pretty fast, so... No, it's strapped to, like, a rail. Well, they've got a rabbit strapped to a rail. Yeah. But, you know, to be honest, I haven't been to any of the races because it's a bit bougie for me, to be honest. There we go, it's bougie. It's too bougie for me. Too bougie for you. It's too bougie for me. You know, I'm, uh... Too bougie for you. What are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing a three-piece suit. Yeah. But we are, make, we are making a podcast. Well, what are you wearing? What are these Bermuda shorts? I think they're particularly stylish. I don't think they're podcast material. I just don't think you can say that you're not bougie. Well, you should be wearing a cravat. That's what I think. If you're going to be podcasting. Fine. You know the silk helps um, with the sound? You keep saying this. The silk does help with the sound. What do you think my three-piece suit is made of? Silk and Kevlar. I was wondering what that other texture Mm. was. Well, it's a case I get shot. Is that likely? Oh, for my controversial views. I guess such as that we should decapitate cassowaries, which is... I, I don't remember saying this. You definitely said it. We were talking about whether we should cut the horn off or not, and then you said you should go straight for the neck. Mm, well, you well, you were the one that started it with the cutting off of the horn. I'm surprised that Ranger Caddy didn't, uh, didn't mention that. Well, I was just trying to figure out how you would protect yourself. Hmm... Have you ever had an interaction with an actual cassowary? No. Hmm. Well, this Ranger Kelly seems to think that they are not as aggressive as people make them out to be. Right. So we could probably just go and give one a pat, hey? Or maybe we should go to the Werribee Open Range Zoo and see what they're actually like. Yeah, all right. Something to do. Yeah, you want to go next week? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, great. All right, Kelly. Well, you know, we'll, we'll bring the podcast to you. You love the pod? Well, let's just see how much you love it alright alright you ready for the next question Spooky oh okay alright I hope it's less uh, you know less of a bollocking it's less of a bollocking Mm. so this mm. do you remember Belle Belle she's written again oh she's written again I thought we I thought we muted her emails she's well oh it's from a different address yeah Mm. anyway she writes dear Spooky this is Belle. 
Hi, Belle. Mm. I hope you're getting the help that you need. Yeah, I didn't mean to alarm you with my several emails. Mm, well, you did, all right? Yeah. My naturopath has me on a diet of bean and rice to combat a series of terrible bowel problems, which you won't go into. Oh, that's I will have a lot of sympathy with that because I'm I'm on the I'm on the chicken and rice for my horrible bowels. So oh. there you go, Belle. You know, maybe we're not so different. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, which she believes has caused her to regress into a hunter-gatherer state and mm. led her to email almost all of the hosts of all the podcasts she listens to um, if they're off schedule. Uh, well, you know, don't don't hold us to a schedule, Belle, because you never know when you're going to eat a grape and have to take a two-week sabbatical. That's true. Anyway, she can hopefully never again. Yes, never again. Mm. I'll stop leaving them around the house. I quite like them. Well, you know... I don't eat your kibble. I get tempted. You can stay away from my grapes. I get tempted by your grapes. I see you getting tempted by my kibble. It does look good sometimes. I saw you down there on your hands and knees. My chicken and rice look good as well. Mm. Well, yeah, quit quit nibbling my chicken and rice as well. (sighs) Okay, okay. Anyway, Bell goes on. After much reflection, I have come to the conclusion that I might be better off living in the woods, away from podcasts altogether. Yours truly, your twin flame, Bell. Hmm. What do you think she means by that twin flame comment? Well, you did say that you were twin souls just before. Do you think... Do you think it's true? That two can become one? Do you think maybe I should write back to Belle? I mean, cut this from the podcast. I don't, I don't want Belle misinterpreting this. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I should write it back? Do you think we've got something going here, me and me and Belle? I don't think you do. I think this woman's trouble. Oh. But aren't I trouble? You are trouble. Maybe we could be trouble together. Do you want this kind of trouble? I don't know if I want to go off to the woods alone. I'm suddenly feeling very protective. Well, I mean... Mm. If you're out in the woods with your gang of... acorn-gathering chihuahua friends... Oh, maybe I'll see her. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye out. All right, cool. All right, yeah, well, if she's there on a Wednesday. I mean, I guess you'll be there, you'll be living there full time, Belle. I mean, you won't be listening to this because you are living in the woods now and you don't have access to podcasts. Um, Must be pretty deep in the woods. Well, she says, she hasn't said she's gone. She said she was, well, she'd come to the conclusion that she might be better. Mm. All right, well, maybe I'll see you in my Acorn um, expedition spell. And maybe we'll see if this... uh, you know, see if we can make this crazy thing work. <laughs> Good for you, Spooky. Hey, look, I'm single and ready to mingle. Tom Nook hasn't uh, takes me back in a long time. Mm. All right, I've got one more email. Okay. Well, I mean, if the last one looks like the closure of a friendship, you know, Belle going off, living in the woods, no longer listening to your stories. This well, one I might, might amend that with Belle, to be honest. You know, yeah. I'm suddenly feeling... A pang of regret. Mm. Well, this next one opens with dear friend. Um, very impersonal, to be honest. Oh, they say, greetings to you. I am Mr. Joe Wiss, the manager of the International Peninsula Bank in Sorrento. In Sorrento? In Sorrento. Mm. Anyway. Sweet Sorrento Moon. Sweet Sorrento Moon. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Joe Wiss, manager of the International Peninsula Bank in Sorrento, he says, I want to transfer the sum of 
$12.7 million into your bank account through the SWIFT fund transfer. All right. Please, there is no risk involved. And if you are interested, sure, please isn't. kindly send me below the needed information to get started. Mm. Your name and surname. Mm-hmm. Your country name and address. Your occupation. You know what this is, don't you? Your David? identity card or passport, copy scanned. Your phone number. If mm-hmm. I have received those above needed information from you, then I will give you the details of this transaction and we'll get started. Thanks from your good friend, Mr. Joe Wes. Hmm. Isn't that exciting? I'm looking at the email now because I've got it open in the doc. I, mm. I can't believe you actually uh, copy and pasted this into the doc because it's clearly a spam email. Also, he's misspelt the word friend at the end there. It says you're good fiend. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Uh, so, when you were copy-pasting this across, it did nothing twig for you that this might be a spam email and maybe you shouldn't read it out on the podcast? Like, maybe we should just save the question time for actual listeners of the podcast? I thought you'd want $12.7 million. Well, you thought it would be exciting for me to receive $12.7 million on the podcast? I did, yeah. I thought it would be good audio material. But it's clearly a scam. How? Are you sure? I mean, anybody could mistype friend, misspell friend. Well I've, got, well, I've got to send my name, it's my country, my occupation. Well, my occupation, what's that? With Greyhound Racing Stapler. My identity card. Oh, well, I don't have an identity card. And also it just says, dear friend. Who, who is it? It could be addressed to you. Why don't, why, well, why don't you send them all this information, all right? Could be, a, you're, a, you're a friend. Well, you think it might be a scam, though? Well, you know, it's only one way to find out. Yeah. I'm certainly not sending them my information. Look, I'll get the process started, and maybe you'll be sorry. I don't have a phone number either. I threw it in the river. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the emails. Mm. Boring bunch, as always. All right. Well, I guess now it's time to check in on our... A helmet-headed friend, uh, Mrs. Michaelia Cash. Oh my God, Daddy! It's it's Cash for Girls. Oh, another fabulous jingle, Spooky. I'm really feeling proud of myself recently. Ah, oh, look, casinos, Michaelia, gold doubloons, raining from the sky. You know what could be better? Yeah. Well, talking about Michaelia, I guess. Mm. What's Michaelia been up to? Well, this week she's been defending the Coalition's religious discrimination bill. Mm. Is that uh, good or bad? Well, Re- religious discrimination. Well, I suppose that depends. Sometimes they go a bit too far, don't they, the religions? Well, I, I think it's, it's not quite that spooky. It's the mm. opposite. Oh. They're feeling a, the religions are feeling a bit bruised after oh. the plebiscite happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they want to be able to say all kinds of things um, about the gays. Oh, but don't they... I mean, aren't there gay priests? Can't they just have more gay priests? No, no, I think they want to get... I, I don't think they like the gays. Oh, they don't like the gay priests? No. But what have the gay priests done? I think they're, they're just gay. Just too gay. Just too gay. Yeah. Too many fabulous and yes queens in the uh, sermons, I guess. Mm, too many... Um, too many little pieces of brocade and applique mm. on their uh, religious robes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Accessorized Bibles. Mm. I, I did once find a very shiny surfer girl Bible on the train once. Oh, yeah? It was a real treasured possession for a while. 
before it was stolen by, by a flock of macaws. That's a sad story. It was, yeah. But what was in the what was in the Surfer Girl Bible? Well, it was just the normal Bible, but then every now and again it had uh, little poems about how Jesus um, loves surfing. Um, there was a poem about Jesus as a fish, or maybe about the Jesus fish. I, I don't know. It was just, you know, it was just very, it was directed towards the surfer girl who was also interested in divinity. Oh, yes. Mm. That's a common demographic. Yeah, well, you know, when you're out in the waves. Yeah, the transcendent beauty of the ocean. The transcendental beauty of the ocean, you know? But also, I guess, you know, they're a group that needs to be watched out for because of mm. the inherent eroticism of the sea. Well, that is something that they did talk about in the Surfer Girl Bible, is oh. that you can never touch the water of the sea because that is almost like laying hands on um, another um, man's mistress because obviously the sea is the wife of Jesus. Why is the sea the wife of Jesus? Because uh, when he turned the water into wine... Um, that was uh, consecrating the marriage. Ah, yeah. right. Yeah, okay, that makes mm, sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Great, yeah. So you got to be a surfer girl. It's actually quite difficult because you can't touch the water because that's a sin. Mm. That's coveting. Mm. Coveting another man's mistress. Right. And not just another man. Son of God. Yeah, it's so never going to go away well. Pretty bad faux pas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet you he's real spiteful as well when you, uh, when you covet his mistress. Oh, coveting's the worst. Mm. You can do almost anything else. That's true. Mm. Mm. Anyway, what re- what religions are they saying? Uh, yeah, who's who's discriminating against religious people? Well, it's just you know the gays being about basically. Are uh, oh, the gays just living their life? Yeah. Well, they don't like it that. Uh, oh, you got a text there, did you? Yeah, I, I did. Who's texting? It was it Michaelia? No, it's, you, you're getting this story straight from the source? It's Mark Mark. And he's just said, ooh. Who? Mark Mark? Mm. Who's that? I don't know. Mark Mark. Mark Mark? Oh, Mark Pearson. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, Mark Pearson. Yeah, we're having, yeah, we're having lunch with Mark Pearson. Mark Pearson, famous comic artist and uh, one of the founders of Glom Press. Yeah, we're having lunch with him. You don't forget that his name is Mark Mark on Facebook because he's a little bit whimsical? No, you know me. I'm not one for whimsy. Just because he's a bit whimsical and likes to make a, what would you call it, a little play with his name. He's really into the stapling game, isn't he? Doing scenes and that. Well, he's got, he has to be, doesn't mm. he? Yeah. I bet he's got some industrial staplers. Actually, I should talk to him. I could probably get my workload cut in half. Yeah, you're probably right. If I get one of those... Um, uh, Rizzo Press staplers. Something to take to the union. Mm. Oh, yeah, the union. Mm. Oh, they're probably not going to like that. I... Well, don't tell them. No worries. Shh. Yeah, no, all right. Anyway, should we talk about this bill? Oh, yeah, what's to what's to say about the bill? Well, all right, well, I mean, you know, to be honest, you know, I don't mind gay people. I think they're pretty okay. They've never done anything wrong to me. Um, oh, I hope so, Spooky. Except one of them, when I was ordering a latte... Yeah. Um, he put a, too, a few too many swirls in it. Mm. Mm. That is insulting, isn't mm. it? You know when you get a latte and you just want, you know, just like a tiny little bit of foam, you just want like, you know, that, that Melbourne latte. You yeah. Know, you want just maybe like half a 
Yeah, you want a hint. Yeah, on your puppuccino. Yeah. He loaded it up, didn't he? Put a bit of... Uh, Oh, he didn't put chocolate on top. He put he? a bit of chocolate on top. That's a cappuccino. Uh, it's a cap. Yeah, I mean, it's. A, I know it's called a puppuccino, but it's 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 the only coffee we can order, and sometimes we don't want it to be cappuccino from height. Yeah. And I thought because I'd went to I'd I'd got it from Code Black. Right. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, well they they they've got a, a a classy level of restraint, but but some of the gays they hire. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Straight to excess. Oh my God, the swells. Well, as much as you seem to not want to talk about this this, this bill, I thought you'd be very excited about it. Mm. Because after Michaela seemed to be saying sensible things that uh, seemed very unlike her, mm. she seems to be right back into her kind of like key lane with this bill. Mm. So basically, uh, she says that basically the bill wants a clause that means that people can protect, say... Basically, they can say whatever they like to people in their organisations, as long as it's in good faith and it's not conduct. So basically, that means that... It uh, sounds like ethics to me. Yeah, well, it's the example she's given. Something I'm learning about. Yeah, ethics. All right, yeah, what's the example she's given? Well, she said that... Uh, well, she's rejected suggestions that the clause would protect a boss writing in an employee's book that her lesbianism was sinful... Um, because this statement would have not been made in good faith. What's, what's this book they're writing in? What, like the employee's book? Yeah. So apparently you're allowed to say that gay people are bad, but you're not allowed to write in your employee's diary. Well, why would you be writing in your employee's diary in the first place? I don't know, write a little bit. Is this something that I should be looking out for in my new job? I should be keeping my... Weather journal under lock and key. Well, have you noticed any strange notes in there? I mean, I haven't opened it up since those terrible winds. Well, you want to talk about the weather memory? Uh, no. Okay. No, I've been too scared to write in my weather journal. Right. The weather's been too unpredictable. It has been quite unpredictable. Mm. I've taken a leaf out of your book and been just sort of not journaling at all. Well, you know, I did journal. Do you have a weather memory then? Well, no. But you did journal. Well, because you gave me that Etsy sketch, right? I was like, Etch a sketch? Etch a sketch. I was like, it's such a lovely It was from Etsy though, so... You know, I was out there on the balcony, Mm -hmm. writing in, went inside, and suddenly it was wet outside. Anyway, Etch a sketch. uh, It's not long for this world. Well, what did you Etch a sketch? I was writing about the sun. What did she say? You, so you don't remember it? I don't remember. But I do remember that it got wet because of the rain. Oh, I should never I should never have given you that Etch-A-Sketch. I knew you'd be using it as a replacement for your weather journal. It's not a replacement. It's a fun exercise. It's for it's for doing Pictionary and things after dinner when you've had your limoncello and you're looking to relax. It's not a replacement for your weather journal, okay? Well, it doesn't work anymore, so... What do you mean? Well, the screen's all dead. What happened to it? A bit of sun? No, water damage. Water damage? Yeah. On an Etch-A-Sketch? Yeah. It's sealed. I'm telling you, it's not working. Oh, well, I'm going to... I'm going to message that Etsy seller. Anyway, so... Wh- anyway, what what's the... Do we need to know anything else about this religious discrimination bill? So we're going to vote against it, are we? Do, do we get to vote? Well, we don't get to vote. All oh, right. Well, who's voting? Who's voting for? Who's voting against? How's, um, old, uh... 
uh, what's her face uh, Tanya Plibersek voting well I think they're voting Plibby. against her but nobody really knows because uh, they tabled the bill in parliament right oh, yeah. but then was Tanya there nobody's allowed to vote on it alright Tan- Tanya will be fuming yeah they're sending it to the senate uh, oh, Tanya hates so, going to the senate yeah so it could be fixed up because uh, apparently there's some problems with it such as this good faith thing which is very unclear oh my god uh, and then in a few months they'll, they'll send it back or fix a route and then they'll vote on it. All right. Well, I guess we'll do an update on it when it uh, comes around again, huh? Mm-hmm. There's only so much Michaelia Cash news. Anyway, on your cash, you know, she's doing her best, isn't she's, she? She's trying really she hard. She really is. And her hair's looking fantastic. Mm. Well, what do you reckon, Spooky? Do you want to talk about your favourite thing in the world? Yes, I've got a, a bridging visa for this week. Fantastic. Bridging visa, good I cry there. Alright, Spooky, tell me about this bridge. Alright, but let me bring you to Shanghai. Okay. Let me bring you to Shanghai to the Jade Belt Bridge, also called the Imperial Waterway. Isn't that romantic? It sounds very nice. This bridge, it's a it's a kind of moon bridge. How's it? A, what's a moon bridge? A moon bridge is a bridge that has a perfect circle in the middle of it. So the pedestrians that are walking across the bridge, it's only for pedestrians, this right. bridge. And, As all good bridges should be. And probably for squirrels and other, um, you know, migratory... Um, land-based animals. Land-based animals, voles, mm. um, uh, weasels, mm. potentially, um, foxes. Um, anyway, so it's... Yes, it's a full circle in the middle, um, so you have to sort of climb up, like, almost like a ladder, and then you have to climb down. So it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a workout for the legs. I, I, I mean, it, oh, looks, it looks like this, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, now I'm saying it. Well, yeah, I, I mean, what did you think I meant when I said it was a full circle in the middle? Well, I sort of, when you said a full circle in the middle, I imagined it as a flat bridge, and then in the middle, there was like a circle, like a, like a roundabout. No, but, no, it's not a roundabout. But, no. but, but, but for the, you know, it's an arch. It's an arch. It's a full circle arch. It's a moon bridge, um, and it's fantastic. It um, was built in the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Gai Long. The Jade Belt Bridge in the Summer Palace is a tall, single arch stone bridge with a height of eight point seven meters. Isn't that fantastic? Look, it's a lovely bridge. It spans over the water inlet of the Kuming Lake. And connects the Hue River in the west, originating from the Ku Huan Hill and the Ku River. The Ku River used to be the imperial waterway for the Emperor Gai Long. Spooky, did you write this or are you just reading something you've copied off Wikipedia? I oh, know, I did not copy this from Wikipedia. I copied this from Beijing Tourism Visit Beijing.com. Okay, yeah, right, okay, that makes sense. That makes that's why you can't explain any of this is why you haven't done any any research really, have you at all? Well they got it all for me. <laughs> Normally I have to look up like where who was the bridge made for, which emperor was it for, uh, what was it made out of? Uh, it's it's made out of white marble and some greenish marble. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that, Spooky. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the, the railings are decorated quite intricately with flying cranes and auspicious clouds? I just don't think that this is the bridge you love if you didn't do any independent research. Where's the passion in this bridging visa? 
Look, it's been a long week. I've been shitting out both ends at the animal hospital in a fucking oxygen tent. I don't need this, okay? Should we just do the poem? <sighs> All right. Anyway, it's a beautiful bridge. It is a beautiful bridge. It's an absolutely fantastic it a, bridge. It is a gorgeous bridge. It's gorgeous. It's got a unique design. The Jade Belt Bridge is a combination of practicality and beauty, like a bright gem on the West Causeway. Its aesthetic effects are also enhanced by the interpretation of its name. Did you know that? I knew none of that spoon. Yeah, well... It's very informative. Well, maybe you should read some more of, thank of, of you, Beijing thank Tourism. Thank you, Beijing Tourism, for bringing us this wonderful segment. Yeah, well, you know what? I would love to go to Beijing after reading some of the articles on BeijingTourism.com. You can get a satisfying journey of taste buds um, in a one-day tour. Okay, that's, that's lovely. Explore Grand Canal Culture. That's another one-day tour. Oh, yeah. And there's duty-free stores. It's a hot recommend. Yeah, well, isn't that nice? Yeah. I know you love the duty-free. I do love the duty-free. Will you bring me to Beijing so we can see this bridge? Or then maybe I can do some more independent research if I can see the bridge. All right, okay, yeah, okay, fine. I want to see those intricate cranes and auspicious clouds. Wouldn't that be lovely to run your finger over some auspicious clouds? Look, that sounds delightful. You could pretend that you're an emperor. For a day. That does sound nice. Wouldn't that be nice? All right, so I do have a poem, but you're not going to like it. Why not? Well, I wrote it for my for my job. I thought you were only stapling. Well... Now you're copywriting poems? I was stapling in the staple room, and I was um, humming to myself. And I must have just started humming some poems. You know how I do. My limericks. Yeah, yeah. And so um, uh, Trevor heard me. Mm. He's one of the one of the big wigs at the Greyhound Racing Victoria. Right. Yeah. He's actually pretty cool. Actually, he's always um, smoking a cigar. Oh, he sounds great. Yeah. And he tries to flick the butts into a metal tray, but he never gets it. He's missing. He's missing. He's, he's smoking pretty... a cigar and he's missing. He's pretty. It's pretty oh. funny though. He always says, "Oh, that." He says, "Oh, the dogs will lick it up." Isn't that, isn't that funny? How do you think that is for the Greyhound? Do you, in terms of grape to a cigar and toxicity? Well, he seems to be very popular with the Greyhounds. He's got a... I, I don't think I've ever seen him with less than 10 Greyhounds strapped to his belt. He sounds. It's hard for him to get into a room, I tell you that much. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Is everyone at fucking Greyhound Racing going around with dogs strapped to their belt? Yeah, I guess they need to keep track of them. I thought it was because they love them. I guess it's because they're trying to kill them. Anyway, so I, he said, well, would you write a poem we can publish um, in the e-newsletter? So this one, would be, this one could be published. So maybe you, can tell, maybe you can give me some notes. All right. Yeah. Yep, okay. Alright, anyway, it's called Greyhound Races. There where the race course is, delight makes all of us one mind. The riders upon the swift greyhounds, the field that closes in behind. We too had good attendance once, punters, heartners of the work. I, fellow dogmen for companions, 
before the activist and the clerk breathed on the world with timid breath. But someday, at some new moon, we'll learn that sleeping is not death, hearing the whole earth change its tune, flesh being wild again, and it again crying aloud as the race course is, and find chihuahuas among men that ride upon greyhounds. And that's Greyhound Races, written by me, um, for the Greyhound Racing Victoria E newsletter. Any notes? Yeah, look, do you want me to be honest with you, Spooky? I mean, you know how I am. I'm, I'm not... Uh, not the best with receiving criticism. Look, it's a, I it's a good, got my wine. It, it, it's a good poem. It's a very good poem. Oh, well. You didn't write it. I did write it. But Galway Races by Yates. You've changed a couple of the words. Oh, right, but I'll see you in heaven. All right? Let's end the pod right here because... It, you, we, we can't do that. I, I said I'll see you in heaven. Galway Races... I've never been to Galway. How would I know how they race over there? This is a poem about greyhound racing in Victoria. And it's going to be published in the Greyhound Racing e-newsletter. And then maybe, maybe as an act of charity, I'll dedicate it to a world where greyhound racing doesn't mean the death of greyhounds. You're a generous spirit. Mm. Maybe I can turn the whole thing around. What did what did Yates do for the Greyhounds? I'll see you in heaven. See you in heaven. <laughs>